This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore High School sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojak, here with The Record North Shore founding member Joe Coglin. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, we are deep into the postseason for some uh, sports. Some sports are just uh, getting started with their postseasons, um, while others are still a week or two away. So um, we've got a lot to talk about, a lot of fun stuff. In the first quarter, we're just going to recap um, everything big, all the big headlines that happened over the past week, um, just to get caught up on all that stuff. Um, in the second quarter, we're joined by Loyola baseball coach Josh Howard. In the third quarter, we play our weekly guessing game of way or no way. And then the fourth quarter, we preview everything um, that is going on this upcoming week. And we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about um, as we are uh, heading into uh, some state finals, um, some sectional finals, as well as uh, some playoffs starting in some conference races as well. So a lot to talk about. So let's get things started here, Joe. Um, let's start here with Nutria boys and girls water polo. Uh, both teams, um, like we talked about last week, advancing to uh, their sectional semifinals. Uh, both team won um, their sectional finals and are going down to state. Uh, Nutria boys defeated Maine South 20-4 to in the sectional final to win another um, sectional title. Um, they'll play Wyatt. Wyoming. Whitney Young mm-hmm. on uh, Friday at 4.30 at Stevenson. Um, the girls will also um, compete um, in the state um, ch- uh, finals, um, is what I'm trying to say. After <laughs> defeating, um, they took down Maine West 8-7 uh, to seven in a nail-biter in their, their sectional final. They'll take on York at Stevenson on Thursday at 8 15 uh p.m so late night water polo there um but joe um let's get started here let's start with the girls i guess uh obviously a tougher um matchup for the trevians um being able to hold it on to win eight to seven just um an impressive win just to be able to kind of get back to the state quarterfinals and um we always say this when it comes to the playoffs but um it doesn't matter how you win but as long as you survive in advance that's all that really matters at this time of year it really is. And, um, you know, everybody wants to get to state. So everyone's, uh, the effort level is going to be there, especially, you know, with against when you're playing Nutrier, a little, you know, they got the target on their back, they defending sectional champs. So, um, you know, you're, you're trying to take them down and, uh, Nutrier was fortunate to get out of there. You know, Evanston, uh, took Maine, Maine West to the brink too, um, in the semi semis of that one and uh, of that sectional and Maine West came out and then they gave Nutria a heck of a game and uh, Nutria kind of escaped with that eight, seven win. I, I, I remember us talking about this last week and we were right in that Nutria is coming out of there, but we were wrong in that we said it'd be a little, a little easier than that. We thought they were kind of the, the runaway favorites and it was definitely a closer match than that. So, um, Kudos to to the rest of the sectional Maine West and also Evanston for giving it a heck of a run in that. Um, but uh, Nutria persevered. What um what do you kind of feel like is the reason why they're able to do that? Just with what they have and that kind of stuff, like you mentioned, um, some tough opponents from Maine West and um, just being able to hold on. I mean, I mean, just what was Nutria really kind of able to do there to um, you know win that sectional title? I think I mean they got 
you know, this team has a lot of experience. Um, their their top goal scorer was was also on the team last year, Sarah Nuzcan, and their second one, Char, uh, Charlize uh, Escasa, um, also there last year. Um, so they got a lot of experience, um, and they, they brought up some other talents. They're a pretty deep team. They can really hurt you from a lot of places in the water. And um, I think they've got a little bit of uh, um, – moxie to them too um being you know being there before having that confidence and swagger so i they're just a really good team across the board and, and they pulled it out you know looking back at the scores from this year main west put them to the brink earlier in the year too and uh it was an 11 10 ball game so uh two really good teams there it, it, based on the scoring it, it's both teams are deserving of a state final appearance but uh, only one gets to go for the boys obviously a dominating win for them i mean just it seems like they're just kind of doing what we expected them to be doing at this point, you know, just kind of dominating and uh, their main guys are kind of contributing when they need to be at this point. Yeah. And it's, it, it, you know, the boys are so dominant. I think we kind of conflated it a little bit in the area, I should say with how good the girls are and the girls are exceptional, but there is a little more competition in our immediate area. So um, the boys on the other hand, they've kind of, they've kind of got a leg up in the conference and in the area. And they showed it there with the 20 to four. Um, I mean, they're in the three playoff games so far, it looks like it's 62 to 12. Um, so um, very good team um, defending state champs, obviously, but um, they're going to have a, a fight here in um, the state finals. We have a lot of good teams here. They're going to, you know, I think, uh, I feel pretty good about their chances against Whitney Young, but then they'll go to kind of the, a York Lions winner, two very good teams. And then you're, you're thinking Stevenson, the top team in the state, who's who beat Nutrier three times this year. Um, it could be a big uh, a big finals between Nutrier and uh, Stevenson, and Nutrier will be kind of gunning for them with three losses this year. All right, we'll talk more about water polo in the fourth quarter as we preview the upcoming weekend. Um, Joe and I were talking about um, covering stuff on Tuesday night before we started recording this because uh, um, I don't know how many people uh, were affected by this, but the uh, pneumonia front that kind of came through our area where um, it seemed like it dropped 20 degrees um, or yeah, 20 degrees in about 20 minutes. Um, it was a, a really cool thing. But um, Joe is out covering uh, Loyola and Nutrier baseball um, where the Ramblers picked up a, a, a nice little win during a season where um, it's been kind of a 500, you know, win, lose and that kind of stuff. But um, just Joe, what, what was that experience like? Not only, you know, just, you know, watching a fun win for the Ramblers, but also, you know, going through that, you know, front and um, letting that win kind of get in, on top of the hill real quick. Yeah, it was it was wild. It really was. And anybody who's been on top of uh, the hill at Munn's campus, Glenview's kind of home baseball, softball, um, lacrosse area. Uh, knows that it, it's a few degrees colder there normally. The winds kind of whip around and um, it's it's up in the air a little bit, so it's a little colder. And then when so when that front came in, oh my gosh, uh, I was unprepared. Even though it's been on every news outlet and station for the past couple of days, um, it, uh, it it flew up all the dust. You know, we had to have a little pause in the game um, from the, from the baseball diamond and uh, through the rest of the game, which was about I don't know the third inning, maybe second inning on. Uh, with that front and the gusts of wind, it played a lot of tricks with the ball um, in the air, um, which happened frequently, uh, players putting balls in the air. So I think we had a couple triples, uh, a couple extra base hits for Nutria that probably wouldn't have been um, without that front um, twisting the ball around. 
um, and maybe a couple errors too that wouldn't have happened without uh, that real nasty weather. Um, and so it was a weird game, um, rivalry game. Um, so uh, you knew, you know, the effort was going to be there, the excitement, that energy it was certainly on the field. Loyola got on the board first with a two-run homer that I didn't think was going to go out. This was before the front came through. And uh, if the front was there with this two, this homer to right field from Connor Lash, it would have blew that ball foul for sure. Uh, but it was sure. you know, pretty close to down the right field line, and he just muscled it out, a big two-run homer in the first um, to get the Loyola on the board. And um, they held that lead for a while behind the pitching of Marco Arroyo. Um, Nutrier kind of couldn't do too much especially once that front came through. Then they then they chipped away, got a run in the fourth, run in the fifth, and um, tied it with some heads-up base running in the seventh. Um, they brought in Jackson McCary um, to pinch run. He got to second, I believe it was on a wild pitch, and then he stole third just when the pitcher had the ball. Um, kind of the pitcher wasn't looking. The infield was drawn in a little bit, waiting for a bunt. And he just took off. They had no shot to get him. Um, pretty heads up base running there. And then after a walk to Graham Maestros, they did the old first third rundown play. Um, Maestros got in a rundown between first and second. And uh, McCary took off for home at the right time, at the perfect time, and scored to tie the ball game. Um, unfortunately for the Trebs in the bottom of the seventh, that nothing went their way. We had two hit by pitches to put runners on first and second. Um, they got the third on a bunt in which um, – uh, Nutrier didn't get an out, so bases loaded, nobody out, and then uh, a wild pitch. So um, not very uh, wowing um, the way the Ramblers scored, but nonetheless a victory as they walked it off. I think the winning run was uh, Dylan King pinch running. Um, he came home really on un uncompetitive play at the plate, and uh, the celebration was on 4-3 winner for the Ramblers. Like you said, they were they were at 500 before that game, so that win slotted them just above 500. But I think more important than that, it's just they're playing pretty good baseball. I think I said they won eight of ten um, after um, just a rough stretch in the Catholic League, which, as we've talked about many times in baseball and other sports, but specifically baseball, no days off, none at all. Every team's very very good, and Loyola's good. Um, but um, when you're playing that that competitive baseball day in the day out you're taking lumps and they certainly have so big win for them um coach said it, hopefully it, they use it as a springboard um into the playoffs new Trier, on the other hand i know i'm going on and on about this um new Trier, on the other hand is coming right back today for a chance to win the the conference title so um today's wednesday um so they they can't have any days off after a tough game for them Yo, what statement do you feel like is more correct? Loyola was able to just fight through and kind of win that game, or Nutrier kind of, you know, made some mistakes and um, kind of let Loyola get back into it? Uh, Loyola made some mistakes too. Um, so I would kind of say Loyola kind of grinded out that victory. Um, you know, it would have been easy for them to, you know, as, as Nutrier kind of inched back into the game to maybe have some more letdowns. But even after they had maybe some uh, miscues, uh, they picked themselves up, um, you know, some nice pitching, um, especially in situ good situations, some nice base running for them, um, and uh, a couple nice defensive plays as well, even though, you know, they had their miscues as well. So uh, if Nutrier didn't have the errors and, you know, the errors they had didn't lead to runs, they led to more frustration and maybe you could say it, it just led to an overall blah game um, for them. Um just weird. So they had some mental stuff too, you know, not covering first on a bunt, um, 
not throwing to first on a different bunt. It was uh, some strange stuff that that's pretty atypical for them this year. So I would say Loyola won that game. I'd give them that one. All right, we'll hit more on these two teams later on in the podcast, Joe. And I also got a chance to uh, check out uh, one of Highland Park's baseball's um, aces um, as the Giants kind of stayed alive in the conference race last week. Yeah, if you listen to the pod last week, I mentioned I was going to see um, Highland Park, and I thought it was Luke Weber's turn in the rotation, and it was the uh, Illinois recruit, a junior. Uh, and man, did he look good. He was on point. It helps that uh, you have uh, it's against Deerfield, um, their rival, interdistrict rival. So you got that uh, extra energy and motivation. But he just he cut up that lineup of Deerfield a um, couple times in situations, but really the whole game. And he ended with uh, the biggest uh, performance. He, he struck out six in the final two innings. So his last six outs were all strikeouts, finished with 12. Um, just really, really impressive stuff from Luke Weber. He, he, he throws the ball hard, but really uh, he kind of adjusted with a lot of right-handers in, in the Deerfield lineup. He moved away from his changeup and onto his slider uh, to push the ball away from the right-handers a little bit, and uh, it was working. It was working. Um, so um, Deerfield – or uh, Highland Park also had some some big hits. They had a big – you know, they were up 3 nothing. That was more than enough, but they put together a five-run inning in the fifth or so um, to help it even more, and I'm sure they, they like to kind of stack it up against their rival – um for the win and um i think a couple teams in that division have about four or five no maybe maybe five or six losses so they're still fighting for it um so we'll see how it turns out this week we'll hit more on baseball in the second uh, rest of the podcast just some uh, other notes that we had going on we mentioned regino is playing um uh willows last week or uh, this past weekend um for a regional title and girls soccer willows defeated um, Regina four to nothing's ending uh, Regina's season. Um, Joe, obviously being able to get to the regional final game um, after taking down uh, North Shore Country Day five to one. Obviously, not the result that they wanted, but um, still impressive to uh, make the regional final. Yeah, um, it was a nice season for them. Just a bit overmatched in in the second round of the playoffs, um, you know. But they beat North Shore Country Day, so they got a playoff win, and just uh, an overall a nice season for the Panthers. Any other headlines you want to talk about from this past week before we move on to the second quarter? Um, oh, I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting, but I'll probably mention it in the fourth quarter. All right, we'll hit it on then, but let's move on over now to the second quarter where we are joined by Loyola baseball coach Josh Howard. Um, Joe and I got a chance to catch up with uh, Josh after the Ramblers thrilling win over their rivals um, this past Tuesday. Uh, what are the folks at home going to hear? Uh, we just talk about what that win feels like um, and uh, if if it was important to the boys, uh, the Ramblers, and if so, how much, and um, what they can take with them moving forward. All right, let's have a listen. They came back and tied it on you, and you, you pulled it off. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I guess uh, just tell me overall what this win means to, to your team. You know, I, I don't like I don't like saying one big uh, you know one win's bigger than another. Obviously, every game um, our mindset is the team is zero and zero. Um, go out and play the game and, and go one and zero that day. But this was a nice win to kind of springboard us to get ready for the playoffs. You know, inevitably we could see them uh, down the stretch in the playoffs. So knowing that we can come out on top is a, is a really nice feeling for these guys. I think it's a, a nice momentum builder for us. So. And and they've been racking up the wins. That you know they got a good lineup, good ball club. What what did you guys want to do coming in? Like, did you have any strategy? Yeah, I mean, 
they're, they're an outstanding team. Obviously, um, third in the state or whatever they are right now. They're a very good ball club. We just wanted to keep their hitters off balance, make sure they didn't know what was coming consistently. And I think our pitchers did a really good job. Marco Arroyo did a really, really nice job in those first four innings, keeping them off balance. And then Liam Sheedy did a good job coming in relief. And then Michael closed the door there, obviously. We would have liked it to end in the top, but you know it doesn't always work that way. So no, a little, a little more, a little more drama, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got, you know, you put up t- two or three in the first. You put, put up, up two. two and then one in the second. Yeah. Uh, so the two-run homer, I mean, how big is that to get off to a good so start? I, I, I told the boys, I told the boys two things. I said, if we win the first inning, we got a really, really nice shot of winning this ball game today. Um, first inning's kind of been one of those things that have have uh, hurt us in the past. Okay. We get down early. Um, and winning that first was big, playing with the lead was big. And then, you know, the other thing was bringing the energy in the dugout and on the field. I think the energy in the dugout translated on the field, and that was really helpful for our boys to play loose and free. So those were the two things I told them were a big emphasis for today, and they, they won both those. And obviously the final score says what it says, so I'm, I'm proud of them. Um, did you think that homer was out? No, <laughs> no, I did not. I didn't think it was out, but Connor's a strong kid. He, he uh, you know, he, he trains hard, so, you know, that ball uh, – that was all. That was all manpower right there. We'll take yeah. it. Yeah, I think two innings later would have been blown, blown yeah. foul. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a, a couple of their balls I thought were going to leave, and they stayed in. So, um, you know, that was just a man who's strong right there, and he got the job done. We'll take that two runner, obviously. Okay, so you got to, you know, um, in the getting toward the playoffs here, the stretch run, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you guys feeling? Um, I know it, you take your lumps in the Catholic League, but how are you guys feeling going into the stretch run? I think the Catholic League, and I, I, I think we talked in the past, you know, the Catholic League sets us up for some success in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, I think it, it, we've seen a lot of really talented teams in the CCL. So I think, you know, we're not we're not scared of anybody. And, you know, we're not going to back down from any challenges. I think we're feeling pretty good. But obviously we still got three games to play, and we want to continue to win and continue to build that momentum. But we're feeling pretty good about this one right here. All right. Nice. Good to see thank you. you. Thank you, as always, Josh, for uh, joining us. And thank you to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. We always appreciate everybody's insight. I um, always appreciate everyone taking the time also as well. All right, let's move on over now to the third quarter where we play way or no way, our weekly guessing game. I throw out five propositions, and Joe and I argue or agree upon whether those five propositions can happen way or no way they cannot happen. All right, let's start things off here with water polo, Joe. We have two uh, water polo teams competing at state this weekend. Way or no way we have one, uh, at least one, uh, water polo state championship after the weekend. Mm. Uh, I I really want to say way, but um, you know they just won one last year. Uh, the boys did, so I'll say no way. I really just think you know Stevenson is uh, on both sides is on some sort of uh, uh, a war path. I guess is the term. Um, they've been running rough shot through everybody. Um, this whole year, boys and girls, unbelievable teams. Um, and I think they're they're the favorites on both sides to come out with state titles. Now, that doesn't mean upsets can't happen. Um, I think once they get to the finals, this is going to be a really even match. Um, but uh, I just will say no way this year. I'm going to go with no way as well. I think it's always – I think it's hard to – I think it's always hard to repeat in any sport. Um, it's just hard to kind of continue that dominance. And then, um, like you mentioned, I think Stevenson, um, for both the sports, but I think Stevenson, especially for the boys, um, are on a tear that kind of new Trier boys were on last season. And 
Um, it's kind of hard to compete against that. Obviously, Nutria still has a chance. Both teams still have a chance to win a state title. Um, I'm not saying that that's not happening or that can't happen, but I, I just think that um, sometimes the team is just on a tear and it seems like everything is going to go their way. So I'm going to go with no way, unfortunately. Um, I, I think it, they had the potential to do it, but um, if I had to put some um, chips down or anything like that, I'm going to have to go with no way, unfortunately. All right, Joe, we got playoff seeds that came out for the baseball um, and the rest of the playoffs, I guess. But uh, for baseball, Nutrier earned the number two seed in their sectional. Evanston earned the number one seed. Um, way or no way you think the number two seem, seed seems right for Nutrier? I mean, about, um, but it's another one where you could, this is one where you could argue it. Um, I know Evanston beat them twice, but um, Evanston's kind of fallen on, I mean, hard times relatively for a team as good as Evanston. They've got a couple losses here. They fell out of the conference race. Um, and that was, you know, that kind of happened right before the seedings happened, I believe. So you could have given it Nutrier. Um, you know, you could have even considered North, uh, but Nutrier beat Glenbrook North too. So, but I, so head to head though, Evanston beat them twice. So how do you argue? Yeah, I'm going to go with way. I mean, it's hard to. <laughs> It's hard to argue the head-to-head, -head, I agree. I think it's just, you know, you, you have the evidence to show how these two teams stack up against each other. And Nutrier and Evanston won both of those games. It wasn't even split. So, um, I mean, I think Nutrier deserves the number two seed. And um, I just think Evanston probably deserves the number one seed based on what we saw, um, especially them picking uh, weeks before the end of the regular season. Anyways. Um, let's go on over now to our third question here, Joe. We're going to jump on over to volleyball. Um, way or no way you think Loyola, who is seated number uh, two um, in the section or number three, hold on. Uh, but way or no way you think that Loyola boys volleyball deserves to be seated ahead of Nutrier? Man, that, that's that's the age-old question because Nutrier beat them heads up um, in a three-match, just a really slugfest. Um, I think they're both playing really good volleyball. So you could have looked at that, but Nutria has them, or I'm sorry, Loyola only has five losses and they haven't lost in their conference. So just the crossover stuff is hard to take. They also, um, they beat Glenbrook North once um, this year. Um, I actually, I'm not going to say it, but um, I thought they've been really competitive. Glenbrook South only has one loss as well. Um, anyway, I, I, you could have switched them. I don't know if it matters that much, though, because they won't um, play each other right away. Um, but it does matter to Nutria because they'll have to play the number one seed a little quicker um, than they have to for the three seed. So um, I, I think I think Loyal earned it. I think they're in the three seed. I'm going to go with Way. I think they earned it, and they also think it doesn't matter. I mean, we've talked about it for. I mean, it does matter. Obviously, seeding does matter, but like. Obviously, your route as the number one seed is much easier than your seat than your route as the number four seed. But we've talked about it for so much with this volleyball and like either GBS, GBN, Loyola, Nutrier, heck, maybe even Niles North and maybe even Evanston. Um, I wouldn't put those two teams, I guess, maybe as much as the top four teams. But any of those four teams can win that sectional, and I would not be surprised. So I mean, it's just one of those things where I just think you, you had to seed them somehow, and I just think that. You know, you look at the head-to-head, -head, the crossovers and that kind of stuff. Loyola had the edge over Nutrier. 
Um, so I, I agree. I think it's definitely a way. I also just don't think it matters that much. And I think that those four, any of those four teams can win that sectional. And there's not really a, a, a heavy favorite um, as we head into the playoffs there. All right, let's move on over. Now we have um, boys lacrosse seedings that are out. I feel like you guys can sense a theme in these way or no ways. Um, but uh, Nutria boys lacrosse earned the number three seed um, in their sectional. Loyola earned the number two seed, and GBS earned the number uh, Loyola earned the number one seed, and GBS earned the number two seed. Uh, Joe, way or no way, you think that this Nutria boys lacrosse team can fight and make the sectional final as a three seed? I think way. Um... You know, Glenbrook South beat them earlier in the year. Excuse me. And that, of course, gave them the two seed. But really, it's uh, they're going to play each other again for the right to the right to play the privilege to play Loyola, um, which is going to be a battle. And I think New Trier will be up to the task. You know, they've had their ups and downs this year. They're figuring out new coaching and, um, you know, some new players here or there. So they're, they're working it out to get back to kind of their what they expect um, to get out of their program. And I think they can do it. Um, that's not, doesn't mean that they, it's going to be given to them. They, they got to earn it. They got to prove that they've grown and, uh, they got to be better. Yeah. I'm going to go with, uh, I'll, I'll go with the way I think that they'll be able to, I think it'll be a close game to a game against Glenbrook South, assuming everything goes chalk, chalk for that matchup. Um, but I do think that they will probably hit their stride and, uh, hit up Loyola for a sectional title game once again, um, and I think that'll be a fun game. So I think I'm going to go with the way there as well. All right, Joe, girls soccer playoffs have started for, especially for 2A and 3A um, for Loyola and Nutria. They both won their respective first games and will play in regional finals on Friday. Uh, but way on no way you think that Loyola and Nutria um, will face off against each other in the section of semifinals. Um, yeah, I, th I think so. I think they'll both get there. Um, I think it's going to be a heck of a matchup. Um, two really good teams. Um, I just I like the way they're both playing right now. Just some of the victories you're seeing from them um, show you kind of their growth throughout the year and just how how they're ready for this this level. So definitely a match I'm hoping to get to. Uh, I, I haven't. I can't. I'm getting all the days mixed up. I'm sure they're all on the same days as every other big game. Um, whether that's a Friday or Saturday, the 26th or 27th, <laughs> they're all those days. Um, but I guess that match would probably be on, is that, would that be on Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday at Evanston. Uh, well, that's the plan. Um, I hope, to, I hope to be there for that and uh, going to be a good one. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I think they'll meet up. Yeah. And I also jumped the gun. Uh, Loyola and Taft have yet not played against each other in the semifinals for their regional. So they're playing tonight on Wednesday, but um, still assuming, I think I'm definitely going to go with the way there. I think that Nutria should handle OPRF, and I think Loyola should handle either Taft or uh, Niles West or Lincoln Park. So um, that's a fairly easy way for me, and that should be a fun match. Um, looking forward to next week. All right, let's move on over now to the fourth quarter where we preview the upcoming week, and there's a lot of fun stuff to look forward to. Um, let's start, Joe, with water polo. We talked about this a little bit in way or no way, but um, I mean, what do you expect to kind of happen here? I mean, obviously some tough draws for both, um, new Trier teams, um, new Trier taking on, uh, York on Thursday, like I mentioned before, um, they would play Stevenson in the semifinals. That's the girls team. Um, I'm talking about, and then the boys obviously play on Friday. Um, and they would have to play maybe on Saturday as well. 
Um, but what 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 do you kind of expect to happen here in this weekend? Um, do you expect Nutria to, to handle Whitney Young, uh, the boys, and to at least make the semifinals? What are your kind of predictions here for both teams? I do. I expect on the boys' side for them to take care of business in their opener and advance to Saturday. And then Saturday is a long day of water polo, and they're going to have their work cut out for them, whether it's York or um, it's one of York's neighbors. Why can't I? And friend. Um, I guess hey, I guess not neighbors, but two very good teams. But I think York's uh, going to be going to be come out of there, and that's going to be a heck of a battle in the semis. Um, if I'm just predicting the path here, um, and then I expect Stevenson to kind of run their table on on the bottom half of that bracket and be waiting for the winner of that in the championship game. So I could really see um, Nutrier winning that one in really close fashion over York or dropping it in close fashion and fighting for third place. And no shame on that. This is a very good year for water polo. So um, I know they're defending champs, so you got to give them that championship uh, equity here. Um, and, and I'll say they win it and, and get to the, get to the title game against Stevenson. Um, on the girl side. Uh, I mean, they got a real tough path. Um, you know, they, there's no guarantee that they'll beat York in their opener. And then they play Stevenson, who's just been uh, a juggernaut as mentioned before. So um, I'll say they do though, and they get um, they kind of eke out one in the quarters and uh, make it to like a, a third place game in trophy territory. Also, just wanted to clarify for the boys: Nutria would play either uh, Fremd or Lions in the semifinals. Lions, that's right. Lions. Stevenson would play uh, plays Naperville North, and then they get Lincoln Way West or York in the semifinals. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens this upcoming weekend. Obviously, it should be fun. A lot of water polo happening at Stevenson this weekend, starting on Thursday. So uh, make sure you go out and uh, support uh, the Trevians um, and enjoy some good water polo as well. Uh, girls track and field state is taking place this weekend. Joe down in state. I know we we talked about the last weekend about or last week I should say about uh, all the different girls who are competing and running and. Uh, um and field events just what are you kind of looking forward to this weekend and who are you kind of excited to see um maybe what they can bring home this weekend um i'm excited to see a couple things we'll see how um you know i always like field events they just uh, appeal to me um probably because i've always i've never been a runner but um so we'll see how gabby manzano the junior from nutrier does in the jumps um specifically the long jump is where she's uh, real good. You know, she set, I believe she set um, a personal best or was close to it in the sectional. So that would put her, that would get her to Saturday. Um, so let's see if she can do it again and, and maybe place in the top, um, top six, top seven. Um, so really looking for that. And then we got some relays from Loyola that are really good. The, the four by eight, the four by two and the four by four um, are pretty special um, and, and should, should do pretty well in, in state. They're ranked pretty, pretty close to up there um, for what they did. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to think if I, I'm missing anybody for for Nutrier or Loyola, but I think those are the ones you can count on the most to maybe make an impact um, and make it to Saturday. Sticking with boys track and field, uh, sticking with track and field, moving on to the boys, I should say, um, both Loyola and Nutrier are competing at the Deerfield sectional on Thursday. Field events start at one o'clock. Running events start at four o'clock. Um, Joe, what are you expecting out of this uh, sectional? Uh, do you expect a lot of uh, Ramblers and Trevians to make it down the state? Um, yeah. Before we get into that, thank you for bringing that. That's what I wanted to mention, and I couldn't remember in the first quarter. Boys Track Conference. All three of our, um, all three of our uh, big three A teams 
picked up conference championships. So uh, New Trier won the Central Suburban South. Uh, Highland Park won the Central Suburban North. And Loyola won the Catholic League. Um, so that's three conference championships for those guys. Pretty cool thing to see happen in one year. So good on them. And they're all at that sectional along with, you know, um, talent from from schools around the area. So should be a really good sectional. Um, I do uh, think we'll have some some people headed to state. Um, you know, Nutrier's got um, a, a mile guy, Ben Crane, um, who should do there. He, he, he runs it in about four and a half minutes. Um, we have, uh, they got a 400, Tucker Engelmeyer should be pretty good, um, and a relay that should be pretty good. And, and for Highland Park, you know, Doug Anderson's been a force all year. He set some records for Highland Park. He runs the one, two, and four, as well as a relay. So look for him to get down there in one or maybe a couple. And then they got some distance guys in Nate Wainer and uh, Brian Hodum. Um, and they should be pretty good in the 1600 and the 3200. Um Loyola, um, look for Pan uh, Mahopoulos. If you guys remember that name from the football season, he throws uh, the shot put a long way. Um, so he could uh, he could advance the state. He throws it pretty far. And uh, Will Simon, an 800-meter guy, um, picked up a conference championship as well. So maybe check out him. Um, and in the field, um, maybe a triple jumper, Enoch Apayakubi, um, and 100, Emmanuel Ofosu. Um another couple guys that that could do pretty well um so anyway a lot of names i just threw at you but i'm looking for a pretty competitive multi guys getting the state should be a lot of fun and those events are always fun it's, the meets are always so long but it's always also so fun just to watch um all you know what they're able to do and kind of uh um who's able to kind of punch their ticket down the state and all that kind of stuff so that's always fun um, so good luck to everyone competing in that sectional tomorrow on Thursday. Uh, boys, tennis sectionals are this weekend. Joe, obviously, we just got a lot of stuff going on. Um, Nutrier and Loyola are both competing at the Nutrier sectional this weekend. Um, is it kind of fair to say that Nutrier should kind of uh, control that sectional pretty easily? Yeah, they'll they'll send the full contingent, which is uh, first, second doubles and first, second singles uh, to state, or they should. Uh, I guess anything can happen, and I hope uh, – I would think the only thing that stops them would be injury and, and God forbid. Um, but uh, they, they should do pretty well there. Um, I don't know how many times they've won that sectional in a row. Many, many. Um, so they're in good shape. They just won the conference meet um, in fine fashion a week before. They should be a favorite, uh, definitely a favorite to medal, if not to win the whole thing this year, although Hinsdale Central's right there again. Um, so uh, we should look for Nutria to send them all. Again, tennis has been unfortunately kind of a um um we've missed them a lot this year um just circumstance and i haven't been able to get out to see them but we will soon for sure and uh fortunately for me they're very good so they keep that season going a long time we've got we talked about girls soccer in uh the third quarter joe but um what what do you think is the matchup we're recording this probably we'll probably record next wednesday or thursday as well so we'll have a <coughs> excuse me we'll have a Girls sectional matchup, um, Loyola and Nutrier. Uh, Nutrier playing OPRF for regional final on Friday. Loyola still needs to defeat Taft on Wednesday, but they will play Niles West and Lincoln Park. Um, if they made it to the regional final at Loyola on Friday, then Loyola and Nutrier would play against each other on Tuesday in the sectional semifinals if they were both uh, to win out. Um, Evanston is the number one seed on the other side of that bracket. 
uh, St. Ignatius is the number four seed with Lane Tech as the number five. So, Joe, when we're talking next week, what is the sectional title matchup going to be next Friday at Evanston? I think it's going to be Evanston New Trier. I think it's a little meant to be here. Um, no offense to Loyola or even Lane Tech slash uh, St. Ignatius. Uh, it just feels like it's one of those years. And uh, Evanston, I mean, I really don't. They're, they're so good. Um, and they proved it last They proved the last few years. But this year, they've just been really, really dominant. And uh, they're going to be hard to stop for anybody. Nutrier or Loyola, whoever gets there, I think it'll be Nutrier. Um, better be ready uh, to pull some pull something out of a hat and be ready to um, throw them off guard in some fashion, I think, because, because the way they've been playing them before and everybody hasn't really worked. So it's going to be um, a great sectional final, but I think those are the two teams we'll see. It feels like a nutrier Evanston year. Obviously, if that matchup happens, we'll talk about it next week. And to round things off, we got softball and uh, baseball to kind of end the regular season here, Joe. Um, for baseball, nutrier baseball starts at playoffs next Wednesday on the 24th at the Loyola Regional. They'll play either Lincoln Park or Maine East, while Loyola and Prospect um, we'll play against each other next Thursday in that Loyola Regional. Um, so what what do you kind of expect? What do you kind of want to see here, Joe? I know obviously there's a big game tonight on Wednesday for Nutria when it comes to conference, but um, with the playoffs kind of looming around, what are you just kind of looking forward to here with these two teams as we head down the stretch? Yeah, stay tuned to to the record. We'll have just kind of a brief recap of, of Nutria and Maine South tonight, which is Wednesday. Um for, for the conference title, basically, they whoever wins that game is the conference champ. Um, and then we move into the final week of the season, regular season. But, uh, you know, I expect Nutria to do pretty well. I think they're built for this. I think they have some good arms in place. I think they've been setting that up. I think they've, they've known that they'll be in a good position for a while and so have kind of built their rotation and lineup to, to suit that um, and uh, to suit a successful run, what, what's going to work best. And um, Napoleon's been – Coach Napoleon's been there – many, many times. So he kind of uh, has that experience to know what's what. And um, I, I, I like a good run here. That being said, I mean, once you get maybe uh, a win or two, um, maybe just one really in high school baseball, don't you think Mike after usually is that even those regional semifinal games are sometimes, yeah. you know, they kind of catch you off guard. The baseball playoffs are just, I think they're probably the most impossible playoffs of all the playoffs to predict. They really are. You really got to be hot um uh, hot teams win it all the time what do we 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 talked about this last year um was it last year or two years ago where like a 10 seed Plainfield north or something went yeah. all the way um, yeah. i mean that can happen you know you got the talent on your roster you get high, hot at the right time um i i feel like that could fit like a team like loyola that takes their losses and they somehow come out with a a higher seed than maybe their talent suggests and they go on a run um and uh, that that probably suits teams like one through 10 to 12 sometimes um, in the rankings. So it's hard to predict, but I do think the Nutrier is as built as any team can be for a good run here. They got the bats. They got a couple arms. All right, Joe, I think we went through the whole spring sports ca uh, carousel at this point. Anything else you want to talk about before we say goodbye? Nope. Glad we got in the track. That was one thing I forgot in the first quarter. So enjoy it. It's going to be a busy two weeks here at uh, Mike's reporting and my reporting on the sports side. All right. Well, thanks so much, folks, for listening this week. Like we said, always appreciate you uh, listening to the Varsity Podcast. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Give us a nice little review. We always appreciate it, and it always helps us 
um, reach out to more uh, high school sports fans who are uh, interested in North Shore High School sports. Um, as always, make sure you check out my stuff for Friday Night Drive. I have a uh, a new feature about uh, Joliet Catholics, Dylan Johnson committing to Northwestern. Um, so all you Northwestern fans in the North Shore, check out my story of Friday Night Drive for your latest Wildcat um, edition. And as always, check out Joe's work at the recordnorthshore.org, not only for all the playoff coverage they'll have for you this upcoming week, but also all the news and uh, life and arts and everything else that he covers. Make sure you subscribe and donate as well. So for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week. Uh, hopefully uh, we have dry skies for the next week and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.